time for the Susan Taylor Podcast, where we discuss the yoga of mind, medicine, and healing. Author of Feeling Good Matters, Sexual Radiance, and the Vital Energy Program, Dr. Taylor imparts authentic knowledge and practical tools that inspire, educate, and empower us to be a healing force for positive change. So join us and take your life and our planet to the next level. Hello and welcome to episode 76, How to Improve Focus with 7 Natural Remedies. There are many pharmaceuticals that are designed to improve attention focus that lead to actually increased productivity. But the question I ask is at what cost? In today's episode, I'd like to discuss what happens when we use non-natural remedies, how our mitochondria, our powerhouse in our cells, dictate our energy, and remedies to help us focus better. So let's get started. There are many pharmaceuticals, as I mentioned, to improve attention focus that actually lead to increased productivity, and people take them. How they work is by raising the brain chemicals. Namely, we're talking about dopamine and norepinephrine in that area of your brain that is associated with concentration in the prefrontal cortex, to be more specific. That's one area. However, what is the cost of using these compounds? For one, a loss of ability to relax in sleep. I mean, that gets definitely affected by these compounds. Our intuitive inspiration. We don't have that inner inner field that's at our access because we're, we're suppressing that. A risk includes potential for abuse, so we have to keep that in mind. In other words, dependency. And there are others that are reported, but the point is here that I want to make is there are repercussions when we rely only on pharma, a pharmaceutical, to address an issue when we're talking about a long-term basis. Now, remember, this is not a podcast to say don't take remedies or pharmaceuticals to help yourself, but I'd like to just have you think in the long range of where do you want to be going? I always say when I give lectures or classes, what's your exit strategy? Do you really need to be on something for lifelong? Perhaps so, but maybe not. Do your research and see, and that's really the key. Because there are safer alternatives to switch your brain on and get that laser focus you're looking for. I could personally attest to that for the impediments that I've had throughout my life and then starting to work with natural remedies. Prescription drug alternatives or integrated with prescription drugs include lifestyle changes like changing your diet and nutrition. That's a really big component because diet is the habit and nutrition is the nourishment. That's why diet alone doesn't work and nutrition alone doesn't work. We have to really look at the habit that we have around our food intake and nutrition, the nourishment. Improving sleep is another alternative to really work with. But then again, if you're on something that's going to increase your focus, chances are your energy is going to be up and productive and it might be more difficult to sleep. So you have to adjust things accordingly. We also need to strengthen our cellular mitochondria. You heard me last week talk about, and the week before, the mitochondria being our cell powerhouses for respiration. 
Well, that's what really controls our energy fields by making ATP. And also utilizing natural supplements that boost attention and focus. And of course, last but not least, meditate. Learn how to train your mind. Training your mind is the essence of your life. Training the energy of your mind is the essence of your life. So we're going to work with these three. I'm going to talk about these several, and I'm going to talk about them and incorporate them into seven habits for you. Now, keep in mind that the inability to focus isn't because you're lazy or someone's lazy or not trying hard enough. We all know it's very, very difficult when you have trouble focusing. It's not that you're not trying, you're working and you're working at everything, but things just come into the minefield and we have to learn how to adjust so that doesn't overwhelm us. The brain may simply not be working as it should, but the mind is also gets into that state of distraction. Many people talk about focus and they're just relying on the brain. I'd like to always integrate mind in here because the mind and body are one and mind is something that's a more subtle dimension of what the physical representation of the mind is in the brain itself. So many are put on medication because of this, because they feel the brain is not working, and rightly so. I mean, I understand that concept because it helps with attention, but can make the body quickly, or the brain and the body, of course, quickly dependent as their natural production of neurotransmitters does change with medication. I remember when I was in my medical training, a physician had prescribed uh, something for me to focus. And what had happened was a quick dependency does develop. And I can attest to that. And my journey since then is what I really present to all of you with relation to diet, nutrition, and the lifestyle management systems that I like to put in place for people. So I now rely more on habits and supplements, and I'm going to recommend them in this podcast to give my brain the energy that it needs. We have certain conditions that allow our mind to focus. We have to create those certain conditions also, and that means a neurological framework to generate the energy that's needed. And these natural alternatives that can be used in conjunction with your doctor's orders, of course, and I want to say that because I don't want anybody making decisions based on a podcast. Namely, if you're on prescription medications, work with your doctor or practitioner that you're working with. Many times now, other than uh, medical doctors, other people do prescribe, for example, nurse practitioners. So don't go off your medication unless he or she says it's okay and works with you, or you're working with somebody in conjunction with your medical provider. It's always best to have a union of people working together because there's no such thing as one way is better and everything is, we don't want to look at negative here. We want to look at what is the positive approach that you can take to create an exit strategy for you to feel great. So I do believe in the tips that I'm about to give you, and they still can be used whether you're on medication or whether you're not. The first one I always use is because I'm a biochemist by training, optimize your mitochondria. You know, you've heard me mention the mitochondria before, and it's been estimated that our cells contain from 1,000 to 2,500 mitochondria. In fact, in the podcast, as I mentioned on hydration, I mentioned that we need to be hydrated for these cellular powerhouses to function optimally. The mitochondria make our cellular energy and they determine how well your metabolic functions work. 
namely your body and your brain, and it has an effect on how you feel at any given moment. Remember, your brain has an especially, especially a large amount of mitochondria, and it uses, because it uses 70% more energy than any other organ in the body. So of course, it's going to need these powerhouses there. And this explains why mitochondrial dysfunction leads to neurodegeneration. We lose our cognitive ability and our neurons, those neuronal networks in the brain that cause all these communications to take place, begin to break down. When you don't have enough mitochondria and the ones that you do have are fatigued, they're exhausted, your energy drops and your brain power tanks. So the healthier your mitochondria, the more energy your brain has to focus, giving you what, it, what you have. You'll have the power to collect, contain, and circulate your energy effectively. And many have heard that who took the resilience training that we need to collect, contain, and circulate our energy. It's never just be mindful. You have to really work with the body-mind matrix here. And that gives you that power. Some essential nutrients for ATP production are, because I thought you might be wanting to ask, well, how do I get my mitochondria up and functioning? Well, there are uh, programs that I put people on, working with detox nourishment, working with digestive function. The three functions of nutrition are nourishment, detox, as well as uh, digestive capacity. And when we work with all of them, we really develop the power to work with that ATP production. But here's what they are. The essential nutrients are B vitamins, magnesium. There's more, but these are the essentials that I use daily. B vitamins, magnesium. I don't use coenzyme Q10 daily, uh, but it is something that really has been known and in the research to show ATP production increases. I'm not quite sure, unless you're deficient in something, they, you know, it's really overkill in that way. Damage occurs though. Let's look at why our mitochondria start to lose their function. And that happens with toxic metals, organic pollutants. We know, you know, I went into um, Lowe's the other day and I saw cartons and displays of Roundup Ready for gardens. And I went up to the counter and I said, why are you still carrying this? It's a known carcinogen. The FDA has already reported that. Why are you just because you're going to make money? Is that why you're really putting it in the stores? It's going to kill the environment and kill whoever's using it. It's just, it's a toxic chemical. So why? And why are people still buying it? These are the types of things that we think we're immune, but when you're spraying around and killing the weeds, you're actually on some level, in, in, in a real level too, there's some inhalant that does go into your lungs. That kills the mitochondria. That's how it kills plants too. So keep that in mind. So also, so they're the organic pollutants I'm talking about, any kind of anything that really tries to kill. And it's designed to kill fungicides, herbicides, uh, pesticides. They're designed to kill and they certainly do. And also with that, as many prescription drugs do affect the mitochondria as well as alcohol. So keep those in mind. Don't panic, remain calm, but just be aware. If the audience is interested, if all of you are interested, I would devote an entire podcast to mitochondrial function and protection. I would be glad to do that. I put it in my courses now, but if you want something more, just let me know. So the first one is get the mitochondria up and ready to go. The next one is to use yourself as a laboratory and begin to record your food intake. You are the best 
scientists for yourself. Food allergies and intolerance don't just manifest as physical symptoms. They can cause anxiety, depression, and numerous other things that really impact your ability to focus. We know that refined sugars, gluten, grains, and dairy are common triggers for some people, but not others. So an elimination diet can help you identify, or just journaling will help you identify the foods that are impacting your mood and making you feel fatigued, with lack of energy, and certainly not creative. So you don't have the focus, you don't have the energy, and you don't have the creativity. Because creativity is a big one. That's the inspiration. I always tell people to try the overnight fast. That is my go home, go to, go everything remedy to bring my mind right back to home base and get my metabolism uh, organized and up and running. Fasting, when you stop to eat for a specific period of time, can switch your brain and clear away any mental cobwebs that exist. Therefore, you eat all of your daily calories during a specific period of time, and in this case before 6 p.m., and studies have shown that restricting your food intake actually improves learning and memory. I'm not a proponent of these intermittent fasting regimens where you're just eating and you're eating whatever you want in between. It's just it's just chaos. Everything is chaos because we get a few sound bites that fasting's good. Somebody puts it together, a celebrity uh, guru puts it together, goes out and promotes it and doesn't even know uh, what really, unless you've done it, unless you live it, unless you really eat, sleep and breathe it and practice it, you're not going to have that same skill and know the science, of course. The fourth is to do a digital detox. Remember, I did a podcast and a blog post on digital detoxing last year because we do know that technology is a tool that can make our lives more efficient and it can be fun. But the digital world and especially social media tends to be highly addictive. You know, the endless scrolling through the Instagram feeds and jumping from one topic or one app to another is weakening the mind and causing your attention span to dwindle. So I'm saying that it weakens the mind. Your productivity suffers when you're distracted by endless notifications and beeps. And also remember the EMF I discussed last week, changing the gap junctions within the brain. Even your self-worth decreases since you now depend on the likes, the likes of your little selfie that you put up there to determine if you're good or not accepted or accepted. I mean, people are actually doing that and seeing what kind of response we're going outside to see what people want rather than inside. It's a crime against wisdom to see what's going on. It's truly a crime against the wisdom of our mind and body to really uh, not pay attention to what's going on with the uh, with all of this that's happening with the digital the digital world. So give yourself a short break from technology daily and watch your mind shift focus going inside your brain and help it recharge. That's the key. I didn't say get off of uh, technology because we can't. It's in the fabric of our whole culture. But for, you know, please, you know, put a limit on the selfies and posting your children and your grandchildren on Facebook probably is not a good thing for the energy of your family unit. Keep that in mind. And that's another whole subject because I can go talk forever on that too. And the fifth is sleep more skillfully. A restless night's sleep makes concentrating really tough. Research shows that sleep deprivation lowers your reaction time and your memory and attention span. 
and your attention span, you know, everything lowers. The attention takes a hit, a real big hit. So when you sleep deeply, however, your brain detoxes and flushes out cellular waste and repairs damaged neurons. I'm using the word sleep here, but I'm also talking about deep relaxation at the same time. Many sleep, but they're not sleeping with the deep relaxation that's necessary. Even when you have a good, uh, a way that you sleep, sleeping skillfully, I call it, your ability to learn goes up and your brain processes information 50% faster. And consider natural supplements to boost your attention. That's the sixth one uh, for attention and focus. And as I mentioned early on, B vitamins are essential for proper production and utilization of our brain's neurotransmitters. They help the mitochondria. Omega oils, namely the namely uh, three the three omegas, uh, omega threes actually are essential for insulating the brain and allowing nerve fibers to stay strong and healthy. And then there's special herbs that I won't, as I said, mention here because that's a course I give that in the food to focus because they require a lengthy discussion and really have to know the science behind them and the energy fields behind them. And that'll be coming in June. But there are some nice herbs that work with focus. And you could drink tea instead of coffee. You've heard me say that you have a different energy release with that. And that usually has to do with the uh, theanine, the L-theanine, which is an amino acid. It's a natural component of the tea leaves. It calms your mind and eases mental stress. And, you know, you could drink uh, green tea and that helps moderate, that gives you moderate amounts of L-theanine. And the seventh tip is to change your perception and do less thinking. And you're thinking, uh-oh, you're thinking again. I've been practicing this so that I could finally deliver it to you on this podcast. Stop thinking. When you stop thinking, and I got some, uh, actually, some of you wrote to me from the last time I mentioned it, that when you stopped thinking, uh, I think I might have done that either in a conference call or a podcast. I don't quite remember. And they said, wow, it really works. When you stop re uh, thinking and you go within and just allow yourself to feel and be, things really change. Because remember, stress is a perceived threat and certainly a bad news for concentration. So when you're stressed, your mind jumps erratically from one thought to the next, making it difficult to focus on the task at hand. Why? Because there's a perceived threat out there threatening your existence in your mind, that is. Learn to meditate. We have, I have courses online. I also do privates. You could find a teacher that you feel is sufficient to meet your needs. Just start learning and learning a real precise, systematic way to meditate, not just something that's just sit there and let your mind wander. You really have to learn how to train your mind. Remember, keeping stability and comfort in mind, and you'll see tremendous results. And our meditation class, like our master class, teaches those fundamental steps in uh, stability and comfort and really helps you build a solid foundation of stability so that the mind can be concentrated and the consciousness expanded. And if you want to learn more, contact me. I'll direct you. You don't necessarily have to take our courses or work with me, but let's get started. You take charge now of your life and you be that change. You go out and be inspired to live. That's really the key. And as I always say, do your research, see what works for you. Even what I say here, yes, I have a lot of training and I've been a practitioner, but if it doesn't feel right and doesn't work for you, don't do it. Do your research. You're the empowered human being. You have your intelligence, you have your, and your inspiration. 
and your independence to do that. Please keep in mind that if you like this podcast, please share it. Go to the YouTube channel. That's where it's great to share it. And only if you like it, please share it among your friends, your family, and let's just get the ball rolling and build this community based on group participation. Also, as I mentioned, coming in June, June 4th, matter of fact, is a new webinar series, Food to Focus, where I'll be discussing more nourishing principles using both a Western and Eastern model of medicine. And I have about 10 seats left, maybe 12, because I limit the capacity on these so that I can handle everyone at the same time. So sign up soon if you want that. And it brings me to the end of this episode. The Susan Taylor podcast does come out every week, as you know, and it's available on susantaylor.org, iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube, and also other podcast platforms. Until next time, remain calm.